Do you feel like you got a little bit of like unanswered questions or closure about how your dad feels about you being gay? Hi. Hi! Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden X Jay Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and very sexy space Ow. to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. Cha-cha-cha-ching! We have to create our own buttons now because we're actually recording from home today. We are in our guest bedroom. So if you are our guest, you will be in here. <laughs> it's uh, very airy and bright and pretty. Very. We haven't really done much with this space. We've been wanting to decorate it and get all artsy and creative, but we've been on the go so much since we bought the house and moved in. We kind of just left it white. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not like us and our personality. So this is one of our goals for this year to really start investing back in the house, right? And making it feel more homey. Yeah, not just our spare room. I feel like the whole house needs yeah. an uplift. So I'm really excited that we're done with wedding stuff and <laughs> we get to spend our free time decorating and really making our house feel like a home. We are going to challenge ourselves. So if you haven't yet followed us on social media, go follow us on everything Eden XJ and that is TikTok, Instagram, and just basically everything facebook blah 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 um eden xj and like we really want to challenge ourselves to make every space in our house instagrammable because we live here we make content we show you guys our lives and we feel like this would be such a fun journey to go on together so stay tuned for that and again follow us on eden xj and Jay has a very good point. We're barely talking about the house because we've been busy with the wedding. We've yes, been gone for we a month. Have. I think our last episode was like over a month ago, which is the longest <laughs> so we've gone making an episode for our podcast listeners. Embarrassed and awkward turtle. <laughs> totally. But we haven't been home, to be fair. Like, it's been quite a journey. We were in Oaxaca for a few weeks before the wedding. And then right before that, we were in New York. Yeah, we were in New York for Precioso Night uh like a week or two before a wedding and then no probably three weeks, three weeks before, before the, the wedding, wedding and the and week then, before that was the festival correct and then we got on a plane right after preciosa nyc which was a hit shout out Amazing. to all of our nyc um followers people that go to preciosa night like it's just chef's kiss every time we go to yeah. nyc we get so much love I will say the NYC, and I'm not saying just people from New York, because I y'all from New York, you always show up, but the people who have traveled from the surrounding areas in mm -hmm. New York who have done the drive, who have flown from different, like, you know, East Coast areas, just thank you for supporting. Thank you for showing up. Thank you yeah. for coming to support Preciosa and doing all the drives. Like We love the New York crowd. Don't get me wrong. We love the LA crowd, but the New York crowd's vibe is just so different. You guys are very, very passionate. And I think that just motivates us and elevates us to want to keep bringing it back. Yeah. And we're at our final three events for Precioso Night. I know. It went by so it's fast. It's so wild that we started back in March. I think our first one was in March and now yeah. we're at the bottom three. So we've got a Precioso Night Halloween party in mm -hmm. LA on the 14th of October. Yeah. And then we have an NYC Halloween party on the 21st. Yeah. And then we have New Year's back in LA. Oh, oh my gosh. But on our social, like, we really want to know where we should bring Preciosa 2024. Yeah. Like, we 
are starting to draft the lineup for next year and we would love to know where you guys would like us to come and where we should take Preciosa next because this is something that should be shared with the community everywhere and we just want to know where we can save up as much as we can to like pack up and take it on the road again so and if any businesses or people who know businesses are out there that want to come support the movement because it is just jay and i we would love for you to slide into our DMs or send us an email yeah. at edenxjgmail.com. Appreciate all sponsorships, love it. big and small. It just keeps the movement going. And like we have gotten so far with the sponsors that we have. And we're so thankful for people who do support Preciosa. But we know that there are a lot of people out there that want to keep the movement going. And we would love to keep it going as well. But why everybody's here is because we need to talk about the wedding. Yes, we do. Um, the wedding was insane. I know. It's like it's wild to think where like how we were able to pull it all off, but I think taking the first step, we should talk about why we decided to have it in Mexico in the first place. I think people were like, you legit did that in Oaxaca. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there was multiple reasons. One, we did get quotes in LA for venues and staffing and catering. Yes. And the amount, and I wasn't aware because A, we've never been married before. Nope. But also just the amount of money that is spent on weddings is ridiculous. So we actually had a a quote for a caterer um because we were you know putting our feelers out there it was originally supposed to be in la we have found the venue that we wanted in la it was a nonprofit. we're like great all the money that's gonna go into the venue is gonna go back into the community because we're all about giving back to the community and we were locked in for 2024 obviously we had to you know move the wedding up and we were just getting our our feelers out there for caterers and we're like okay how much would it cost to feed 30 people, maybe, you know, 45 if we're really going to like stretch this. And we got a quote of like $25,000. And that was just like kind of for some type of appetizer passing situation ship. Appetizer, and- entrees, and dessert. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, I thought it was a joke. I, I was like, I'm about to cook for everybody myself. And I don't cook. <laughs> and you didn't cook. I don't cook. I was like, Jay, we need to figure this out. We're going to have to figure out how to cook very quickly. I mean, it's going to be Taco Bell then. Taco Bell wedding. Um, but we were really starting to figure out how things add up quickly in LA and in California in general because we were getting quotes from all over for flowers. And even DIYing here was so expensive. So then on a whim we decided to go to Oaxaca for Dia de los Muertos yeah last year Mm -hmm. and that was your like your idea (laughs) yeah well it was on my bucket list so I figured we should knock it out and long and behold you had a family out there that you had never met and we met them we're kind of in the same age bracket so we just instantly clicked yeah they made us feel like family from the moment we met them I'm so glad you did that by the way I really am I'm trying to imagine what our life would be without them and I and I can't like it, it was when I found out I had family in Oaxaca I didn't I wasn't the most open to meeting them like to be honest and it's just because I feel very jaded from my family on um on my mom's side and um like my family history on my mom's side isn't the greatest and I've been burnt many many times before and I think the funeral for me was just like the last straw of anybody I was getting giving a chance to and to me I felt like okay they're all kind of the same and I haven't been proven wrong that there's anybody nice on my mom's side and then we found out we had family my mom's side in Oaxaca 
And I was like, oh, I don't really know if I want to meet them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I was like, nothing good comes from this side. And you, the you, the person that you are, were just like, what do you have to lose? You already don't talk to anybody. You can just give them a chance and maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. And for me, I was like, well, I don't want to be disappointed. I think there's a big, you. it's like your biggest fear. You don't want to be disappointed. No. And I think you forget that life is full of disappointments. Whether yeah. you plan for them or not, they're just going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's like the hardest pill for you to swallow, always. But you made it seem so easy. You were just like, give them a chance. And I'm like, but that seems so hard. No. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, like I have to like open myself up to a person that seems so hard and it's so challenging, but that's so easy for you. And I love that about you. And you really pushed me outside my comfort zone. And I was like, okay, but if this goes south and I was preparing you, if this goes south really quickly, we're mm -hmm. going to have to like figure it out. We're going to have mm -hmm. to like, get a hotel somewhere and I don't know, like deal with the aftermath later. But, you were but it like, worked out. It was great. We true. loved them. Oh we had God. the best Dia Los Muertos. And... After that trip, I think we said, you know what? It wouldn't be fair to not have them at the wedding. They're such a big, pivotal part of our lives now. We fell in love with them instantly. Like, yeah. it was this, like, I'll take a bullet for you. I'll give you the shirt off my back type of love that I never felt. It was, like, the love and, fa like, families that you see on TV and, like, yeah. on movies for, you know, like, it just it didn't exist in my world. I had never felt like I knew what a sense of family was. And they made me feel so loved and included. They fell in love with you so fast <laughs> and, and instantly, mainly because, like, you obviously speak Spanish, and they speak English too, but, but my English and their Spanish are, like, pretty cohesive in that sense. <laughs> like, we're both trying. <laughs> and I just love that they made us feel so welcomed and but by the end of that trip it was like we fell in love with one Oaxaca and two them and we were trying to think of like okay now we're planning this wedding how can we do it without them we just can't we like, just can't it's just not worth and it and it worked out because we flew back to Oaxaca to start planning once we decided we want to have it in Oaxaca mm -hmm. we um yeah we took a uh, another trip back to Oaxaca and it was great they helped us find our wedding coordinator um all of the things, our caterer, they did all of it with us. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know how we could have done it without people there helping mm -hmm. us plan it. Because I think what you don't realize is when you do a destination wedding, it's really hard logistically to get all the details right if you're not there in person or if you don't have a team yeah. literally guiding everyone to make your vision come to life. And I don't yeah. think our wedding would have been as amazing as it was if we didn't have your family helping us there you definitely need somebody who is a hundred percent on board on your side advocating for you and what you want and most importantly keeping things within budget yeah that, that was the other thing that was like another challenge and the reason why we got married in Mexico, mm -hmm. it was significantly cheaper. Mm -hmm. Just to be transparent with y'all, we spent about eighteen thousand mm -hmm. dollars for the wedding, and in LA, that same wedding would have cost us well in the hundred thousands. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we we did the red carpet. We did everything <laughs> we could think of in one day. Yeah, we were able to like customize things and like have fireworks and. Like the mezcal, the food, the shot, like everything, like out the door. That's how we were able to to swing it, and it just looked stunning. And don't forget, like we had a three day wedding. Yeah. So that was enough for three days for eighty people. 
Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, how do we do that? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, well, it was awesome. fighting to keep things on budget. Yeah. And we did, we, like, we ended up budgeting and getting rid of a couple of things yeah. because it would have put us over the 18000 And we knew that was all we had saved up for the wedding. And we didn't want to go a cent over that. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily it was a dream. Like Eden said, we had a three day wedding. The first day we had a mezcal tour for all, um, 80 of our guests. We had, um, dinner, welcome dinner. We had, gave them a free day with activities that they could choose from to do on the free day. And then Saturday was like the full on wedding. What, um, I can do too is, uh, I can share to anybody who's like interested in it. Maybe we could share our wedding itinerary if somebody wants to, I was considering on doing a destination wedding or even in Oaxaca, Mexico, we can, you know, share that with you guys because we built it out to a way that makes sense for us. We were trying to take into consideration, one, what made us fall in love with Oaxaca Mm -hmm. and then two, who was coming, right? And when you're traveling to a country that you've never been before, like most people have never been to Oaxaca. Most of our guests. Yeah. Most of our guests have never been to Oaxaca or Mexico. Some of them were just, it was Mexico for the first time for them. And so we were like, okay, we don't want to overstimulate and bombard them. So it's like Thursday, it's welcome to Oaxaca, like eating, drinking, having fun, breaking the ice. So, you know, by the time the wedding comes, people have met each other now. They've loosened up. They've like connected with certain like different groups. And we just really wanted to, you know, not have that awkwardness be on our wedding day. So like, let's do a whole welcome icebreaker Friday, you you were also in this place that you should take time to go and explore. Like, you shouldn't just be here for the wedding. Like, please love Oaxaca the way that we do. So we gave people a free day on Friday, mm-hmm. which we kept hearing how grateful people were to have that. Because <laughs> they partied so hard on Thursday. They did. They partied hard on Thursday. They had enough time to sleep in or get massages or, like, do whatever it was to, like, you know, just recuperate. And so they were, like, 100% ready back for the wedding. And some people connected on that Friday. They did group tours. They, you know, these are people who just met each other for the first time. And they had a lot, a lot of fun um, on those first two days. So now everyone's, like, hyped and they're rested and they've gotten used to mezcal, hopefully, by this point. <laughs> and now it's wedding day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was insane. I I loved all of it. And uh, we we didn't know we were the first, like, woman, first lesbian Kalinda. That was, I think, a really big pivotal moment for us because when we were searching and trying to make our wedding Pinterest board and, you know, what do we want it to look like, a, a lesbian Kalinda, when we were searching for it, we couldn't find it. No, not at all. I think we saw maybe one um, gay man calendar, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as big, I think. It was, and it wasn't what we envisioned ours to look like. And so that was something, was kind of like an aha moment. Like, you know, we should definitely do the calendar. Because I think another thing that a lot of people didn't know is that even though we're not religious, like I grew up Catholic and Eden grew up Christian. Catholic and Christian, Catholic one mix. was each. <laughs> right. Um, and so I feel like there were certain traditions that I definitely wanted to have when it came to our wedding. I wanted to have the arras, which is mm. the coins, like you find a padrino or a couple that you admire and they gift you these gold coins in a gold box. And that's supposed to signify like wealth and prosperity and abundance in your marriage. And I wanted the lasso. 
um, which you get another padrino, another couple that you admire, and they like lasso you to represent like the bond that you're going to have. And of course, the vows and like all these things that I definitely wanted in our wedding, um, they didn't really exist. Like I didn't really see many queer weddings in Oaxaca that did all of that. Plus the calendar. Plus the calendar. And when we were trying to create this vision, it was challenging because we're like, okay, we know we want to do this. And I think what's you know beautiful about us in our relationship is that we we go forward with it unapologetically, but that doesn't mean that we're not nervous because you and I will fight to the death for like us and what we believe in. And and now we have 80 other mm -hmm. people that we have to consider who may not be as comfortable. Yeah. But I will say every single person, 80 of those people we knew were ride or dies. So yeah. we did give them a heads up when we invited them to the wedding and we, we decided to do the calenda. Like, hey, we're going to do this thing not 100% sure how, how it's going to be how received. it's going to be received because we don't have any reference to pull from. We don't have an example of somebody who's done it and made it seem like okay, it's okay. So we're like okay, we're going to do this march, like wear running shoes in case we got to book it. And or <laughs> a lot of you if you don't know what a calenda is, in Mexican tradition a calenda is a parade and a march that happens through the city whenever there's a big um like celebration, whether that's like a wedding or a baptism or a quinceañera, like these things are done where the entire family goes out marching with the city and there's um, people dancing and there's different regions that come in and celebrate. Mm -hmm. And we knew we wanted to do a calenda because it's the part of the reason why we fell in love with Oaxaca and Mexico in general. Like it's just this beautiful thing to participate in yeah. and to celebrate and literally the whole city comes out and celebrates you and so we had told everyone get ready because we're going to go on this march through the town <laughs> and it's going to be insane and it could be very well not received well um because we decided to take the march all the way to the church yeah santo domingo which if you don't know uh gay people aren't allowed to get married in the church um but so. they are allowed to get married they, yes, they are allowed to yeah. get married, just not in a Catholic church. Yeah, and I think that's the same rule kind of everywhere. It's more of like a Catholic church thing, yeah. but all in Mexico is accepting of Correct. gay marriage. So, I mean, nor here nor there. Like, we're like, oh, I don't really think church vibe is like our vibe anyway. It's not our vibe, but... But we did want to go in front of it and take like <laughs> the picture because that's where, you know, we were when we when you proposed and it was such a big, you know, place in, in our love story. So we were like, we're going to go all the way to the church so again, this can either go <laughs> left or right. Like right. we have no idea. But, and again, with the calenda, you have these two giant dolls, which are for like everyone in the town to see. They kind of lead the march. Yeah. And the and dolls. They look like the bride and the groom. The groom typically. Normally. And they made two dolls that look like us. And it was really cute because they actually got they it look like pretty like spot yeah. on. They even did the hair kind of the same style as us and our veils and us A1. They they did a phenomenal job with the with the dolls. And we know we're marching. There are two giant women dolls that are both femme, both wearing dresses. So everyone, eyeballs were everywhere on us. Yeah. And it was so well received. It, it was, was magical. It was the way everyone magical. came out. We had all eight regions of Mexico come out and celebrate our love. And it was it was insane, like just the love. I felt so much love. And 
all of our guests, I think they felt so comfortable. It was like a queer parade. Yeah, a majority of our guests are were queer or non-binary or trans or gay. So it was like, it felt like Oaxaca Pride. It was yes. just like moving through these streets and it was for our wedding. And I, a lot of our guests are not only like LGBTQ, but they are also Latino or Latinx. And it was really cool to see because we know how we felt in that moment and we know how they must have felt too. Like to really feel like your culture and your sexuality and your community can all coexist in one place. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we never thought was possible. Like, yes, we can do it internally with each other. And that's amazing. We can have our own parties. But once you take it externally, you put it out for the whole world to see and judge and like either be a part of or not. And they actually are welcoming of it. It was just it, it, I think it healed a lot of things in mm. ourselves. Um, inner child's got healed. Inner sure. child's got weekend. healed. Like I think the doubts got healed. There's so many beautiful moments. And it was cool because like we had our family. We had our friends. We marched all the way to the church. Mm. And I think people were just so pleasantly surprised of, of like all the traditions that go along with it, including you drink when you march too. <laughs> so it was just anytime that we gave all of our guests like um, – a shot glass, shot glass necklace. necklace that said Oaxaca on it. Shout out to Tia Monique who got those for us as a gift. And she, like, literally every time that the shot glass was empty, there was somebody pouring it and refilling it. And they weren't the little ones. Jay got the big one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they're not going to make it to the wedding. Um, and then we had the popsicles, which are also part of the tradition, too. Um, we, had we had rainbow ones. Mezcal rainbow popsicles. And I thought those were so cool. So I'm like, they're getting drunk and they're marching and the fields are feeling and it was just so beautiful. And you got your your Porsche that you wanted. I mean, I didn't get my horse, but you got your Porsche. <laughs> I wanted a really nice entrance, and I love classic cars. I yeah, feel like that's, that's one you. of my my bucket list items. Is I want to own a classic car because I envision I envision me picking up our kid from their elementary school in a classic car, Aww. like top down, and we're listening to like cigarettes after sex and just like enjoying yeah. the ride and. I don't know. Just that's like what I envisioned. So for me, it was like, yeah, let's get a classic car and like <laughs> ride in on a Porsche. That would be cool. I mean, it it was it was such a cool entrance in general, and I'm so thankful that we didn't get the horse and we got the Porsche because it started to rain, and we kind of joked about it because it's always rained on so many big moments in our Every life. Every single one. It mm -hmm. rained when you proposed. Yes, it did. It rained when I proposed to you. Yes, I did. It rained mm -hmm. on our elopement day. Mm-hmm. And it was just so funny because the night before, we were like, oh, we've had great weather. Wouldn't it be funny if it rained on our wedding day? And Eden's like, don't joke about don't that. Don't do that. And don't then that. <laughs> literally the morning of, it rained, not hard, thankfully, but we were cruising down the hill to our wedding and it started drizzling so much so that the driver was like, oh, I don't, if it gets any harder, we're going to have to pull, pull over. over. And like our hair was done, our makeup was done, and we're in the backseat like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no, you were right. It's going to rain. And the I find it like a blessing. I Aww. think it's like, I don't know. I think it's a really cool thing that we can always tie back to yeah. our love. And I also think it's like my grandma, maybe your mom, Aww. my dad, like they're all just like blessing us in a way. Yeah. I mean, that's the vibe that I feel. I feel that too. I mean, I wasn't sad about it because I was like, okay, just don't storm. <laughs> like, just like, let me know your presence is here, but don't go. 
into like full ham. Speaking of presents though, I think that was one of the creepiest things that happened. Two things. One, okay, so the night before our wedding, we met up with a couple of friends to have dinner. Do you remember this? Oh my gosh, you're going to tell them the spooky story? Yeah. Oh my God, please tell them. This is, I don't know if y'all are, are into spooky stuff, but Oaxaca, I think, is like... It's a, like a portal. It's, it's a, a portal. It's like this bridge where you can kind of cross yeah. over. And it, we, we've heard multiple spooky stories. Not spooky in a bad way. But like your story, I think, definitely takes the cake for sure. Where I'm like, okay, your, your person crossed over and made it a point. Well, it was wild because... Okay, so... We were having dinner the night before our wedding with a couple of friends and obviously we had nerves running and we were sitting at the table having dinner and we were talking about like um, Eden's mom was going to walk her down the aisle and my grandma was going to walk me down the aisle. And by that we mean like pictures. We had pictures of, of my grandma and a picture of Eden's mom. And, and our, our best friends were going to walk them. Exactly. Yeah. And so we were talking about this with our friends and all of a sudden – like the lights above our table start flickering, but it's like this, it's almost like Morse code flickering and the lights are all connected to the other tables. But for whatever reason, it's only our light bulbs that are flickering in Morse code. And for context of what these light bulbs look like, because I'm a visual person, they were the Edison bulb yeah. string lights. So they're all connected to each other. But for whatever reason, only the the lights that were hanging above our table kept flickering in this weird code and the rest of the lights were fine if one light bulb goes out on anybody knows like how that works if one light bulb goes out they all go out like you know uniformed they're all connected but for whatever reason yeah. it was just ours and it kept doing it and we're like weird maybe it's gonna go away and well, then it and kept it, happening it, it just kept happening every time we talked about eden's mom or my grandma and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I, I'm not tripping, right? And so I asked my friends, like, y'all see this, right? It's not just me. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of trippy. Um, I don't really know what it means. And I, for whatever reason, I was like, I just need to ask the waitress if this is normal because it's driving me nuts. You felt I'm like very, it was something more. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it was your mom or my grandma talking to us and just like reminding us it's going to be okay because the conversation was about how nervous we were about yeah. tomorrow and like how tired we were and yeah. just how so much sleep we need to get. And just we still had so many things to do we're, the night before that we hadn't done that we needed to do in the morning. We were so stressed. So stressed. So stressed stress and the whole conversation was just like running through play by play of like the wedding day if and i remember correctly that was the first time we had eaten that whole yeah, day and it was yeah. like 9 30 at night yeah exactly and yeah and then it did it again it flickered again and by the second time i'm like no i'm gonna ask so i called the waitress over and i said hey does this normally happen and she was like no i've been i've been tripped out about this from the sidelines because i've never seen this happen and the weird thing is it's only happening to your table not everybody else mm -hmm. and i just looked at everyone like um yeah there's a presence here for sure and they're just trying to say hi yeah. or like giving us their blessings or good luck yeah tomorrow are the lights just completely go out on our side and then they just all turn back on yeah. and then it's just normal again after you talk to the waitress yeah literally we, after i talked we to the were waitress. like okay we see you yeah but we couldn't pinpoint what the message was and we were like you know i we appreciate so much that they were letting us know that they were there that was also another really big reason why we chose oaxaca is because it just felt like you can feel your loved ones from yeah. the other side in that space it's just 
the energy is is completely like strong in mm -hmm. that area and when it came to the wedding day that's when all the spooky stuff like fully unlocked and we're like okay that's what this yeah. meant <laughs> totally so the wedding day we we pull up to our the ceremony the ceremony yeah the ceremony and eden and i are there like super nervous everyone's already upstairs at the rooftop waiting for us to start and our best friend Ernie comes over and he's like, here are your pictures to like our best friends, right? Like the... Yeah, he's giving the pictures to Sin and he's giving the pictures to Alicia. And <laughs> Alicia and Sin were both like, that's not Jay's grandma. And I think Ernie didn't want to believe that that was true because then that meant, I don't know, the wedding is like, I don't think Ernie wanted to come down and tell us the bad news, yes, if I'm honest. Because he knows us so well and... We're such perfectionists and for such a big piece of the wedding to be missing, he was like, no, 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 that that has to be Jay's grandma. And they were both like, no, like we've been here longer because they've both known us for almost 20 years. Yeah. And they're like, that is not Jay's grandma. And then Alicia's like, no, dude, like that's Eden's mom. And he, and then he, she was also like, does that look like a grandma? <laughs> that's Eden's mom. It's just a different picture. I think she was like in her 30s or something. Yeah. Picture. yeah. She was like, um, boy, that's not, like, you can't lie to yourself. Go tell the girls that so the grandma what, is missing. So what happened was my grandma's picture went missing like the day of the morning of our wedding. Mm -hmm. And my grandma was supposed to walk me down the aisle. I had said from day one that my grandma was going to walk me down the aisle because she practically raised me and she's. She was like in her 30s or something. Yeah, in the picture. yeah. She was like, um, boy, that's not, like, you can't lie to yourself. But go tell the girls that so the what, grandma is missing. So it happened. Definitely the reason why I'm the person that I am today. Yeah. Um, and we just had so many bonds and memories. And, and low key, I think she knew I was gay when I was a kid. And yeah. she never made me feel weird. She made me feel accepted and just loved me for me. And so I just wanted her to walk me down the aisle. And when you Ernie came down- You brought her picture from the house. The yeah. one like the one picture that you have, the original. Yeah, like I have you, a black and white picture of my it. grandma. Uh, she was probably like 40, in her 40s in the picture. She looks great. And it's like this classic black and white picture. And I brought it. I know It's on our wall. It hangs in our living mm -hmm. room. And I brought it for the purpose of her walking me down the aisle. We bought her a really nice frame. And then all of a sudden, day of, she goes missing. And like no one, the wedding planner doesn't know where she went. Ernie doesn't know where he she went. Like we searched up and down at the venue and the reception area and the ceremony. And like no one knows where she's at. Thank no one can find her. Thankfully, the ceremony wasn't too far away from the reception. Mm -hmm. So we did have a Muertos table where all of our friends and family can bring a picture of their loved one and put it on the Muertos table so they can come and celebrate with mm -hmm. all of us because we know that the energy is going to be very strong mm -hmm. um, in, in Oaxaca. So we told uh, our wedding planners, like assistant, go to the table. Like if it's not here, then it must be there. So like we're not starting this wedding until we find Jay's grandma. I was low-key having like a panic attack. Yeah, and um, I had to calm you down. I was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to find her. She's here. She's just on the table somewhere. I'm sure of it. And we sent somebody to go grab it and they come back. And they put the picture in the frame and they're like, here it is. And they turned it around. Oh, my God. I was not expecting that. <laughs> it was my dad. So <laughs> it's just so funny now thinking about it. <laughs> but I brought my dad's picture for the the dead table at our actual party, at our uh, dinner party for our wedding. And like they ran back with him in frame, in the frame that my grandma was supposed to be in. Mm -hmm. 
And I just looked at Eden and we both had like this aha moment because we were like, I wonder if he likes my dad sabotaged this entire thing. He just took so, a grandma out. Yeah, <laughs> just so he can walk me down the aisle, which is such a thing that my dad would do. That's a, It's kind of iconic though. Like, I'm not going to lie because what I think was the most surprising thing because the, the wedding like assistant brought the picture and was just like, okay, here's Jay's grandma. But it was a picture of your dad. like, And your dad looks like you're a dad. And it's a and there's like a baby picture of you. So the fact that they brought that picture of all pictures yeah. blows my mind and was just like, there's there's the missing picture. And it was, it was so like wild because right before we left, you weren't going to bring a picture of your dad. And no, then I wasn't. And kind I of talked was, about it on the podcast. Yeah, the last podcast we did, I we had a heart to heart and I thought about it. And yeah, like I should I should bring him. And like then he just randomly the, asked you, I was like, are you going to bring your dad? Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, I probably should. <laughs> and then last second, we just packed him up with, you with know, us. our pictures. Yeah. And like maybe that spooky light thing was like him trying to also say like, like I want to be there like I should be there and I remember um one of the first you know readings that we gifted each other and I've never really been into readings Jay kind of you know got me into this and like I believe in the other side I think there's uh, something after we die and I've always been a fan of like psychics yeah. or um just people that can read um your future past and present and i'm not saying everybody has the gift i don't yeah. i mean i've been to a good amount of like psychics that aren't <laughs> that great and that just don't do what they say they're gonna do but i've also had amazing readings yeah. by professionals who wouldn't have said the things that they have said in those readings and yeah. i'm not saying like far beyond just what we post on social media but like really deep things that they wouldn't have known I am the biggest skeptical. I'm the biggest person that doesn't trust people. And so when Jay gave me, gifted me my first reading, I was like, nah. Because I, it was <laughs> it was in the beginning of our relationship yeah. and I was really depressed about yeah. my mom still. And I think it was kind of like a shot in the dark. You're like, I need to help you and I don't know how. And then maybe you were like, maybe somebody else can help you talk to her and like figure some things out and I was just like it's not gonna work this person's like a hack they're just gonna yeah I don't know I take your money take your money I'm like you could definitely do something so much better with that and I left that reading just so beyond surprise and like such a believer because there was just things I had never told anybody things that my mom and I only discussed like as she was dying mm -hmm. and only my mom would have known those things and it it wasn't like vague it was very direct you said this thing and you did this thing and your mom said these things and I'm like there's just no way and mm -hmm. I appreciated that when you did that for me you gave me rules and you gave me like guidelines and boundaries you're like if we're gonna do this you're only allowed to do it once a year and we can do it maybe for your birthday or for Christmas but I don't want you doing it more than once because it can be addicting to talk to people who are no longer there and she was right like I didn't want I wanted to keep like talking to her and I didn't want it to end but I knew that there's a slippery slope there um, for sure for sure for sure so it's kind of just this like once a year thing that we do and one that I gifted to you for your birthday because we kind of like swap now I remember the psychic specifically saying your dad is 
really wanting to step up in your life and he wants to make his presence known if you'll let him yeah because he is trying to make up for that time that he wasn't there for you and you don't really like your dad never really comes through and she even said that my grandma always (laughs) comes through he's like he's like i've just been waiting on the sidelines because like you won't let me in and i think at that time you were kind of open to it and he just like took it and for the wedding, and I told you, I was like, remember that reading? And he did say he was going to make himself <laughs> more known. And I think that's a very cool-ish way. Not that I wished that your grandma wasn't there, but I do feel like... I think my grandma was still there. But oh, I she think, was 100% there. I think she was like, all right, it's your turn. You it's can, your turn. You can walk her down the aisle. I think she was like, this should be you. And the fact that he wanted to and tried all these spooky ways <laughs> to do it, and got in there last minute, last second, <laughs> well, not even the minute to the second. He got in there and he walked down the aisle for the wedding. And I think like that is such like a, I, I, I obviously never met your dad and I wish I could have had the opportunity to. And I only know the stories that you tell me, but I do know that there was a lot of love there. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like he he had one shot to do it and he gave it his all and he did a really good job and yeah i'm i'm very proud of him and i'm very proud of you and mm. you were open to it you were like okay i guess my dad's gonna yeah, go I down i did like a deep breath and i was like okay all right jay like he's obviously he wants to do it just he let him do try. it yeah and so yeah we we i told ernie all right give it give it to sin and we'll just start now do you feel like you got a little bit of like unanswered questions or closure about how your dad feels about you being gay? Because it is a gay wedding and it's not like he bowed out. He showed up. Yeah, no, I do. I think that, I don't know. I think that when you cross over or maybe that last minute of your last breath before you die, I do think that things kind of, it's almost like a film that goes across your head at least that's how I, I envision it and I think that there's a lot of um regrets that happen within that minute of yeah. like I should have mm-hmm. or I could have and I'm sure that now reflecting um he probably feels a different way and my dad was never homophobic like he was he was just not open to the discussion he was just more of like cool like I know you're that way. Like it was a lot. It was very like we don't have to talk. About we don't have it. to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I know. Yeah. I, and he never once said like homophobic things to me or made me feel smaller. It was yeah. more of just like I know the thing that we're talking about, but we're just not gonna say or we're not gonna really tackle it. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of that stemmed from his uh, the unknown. I don't think my dad never had like a gay friend. Yeah. Or anybody in that side of the family that was gay, to my knowledge. Yeah. I didn't have like gay uncles or gay aunts or any gay friends that mm-hmm. he would bring around. They were very traditional, like Catholic traditional. Yeah. Um, first generation, like that's just what it was. And so I think there was, it was a lack of education and a lack of knowledge. He he seems, I just from the outside, he seemed like a very logical person, yeah. if I'm honest, because your dad like is is taking in his daughter and he has two problems that not problems but like two situations that he could he can deal with he can either like obviously deal with 
you being his daughter and like coming to a completely different country and use this time to rebuild you know your relationship and focus on just being a dad than being the dad of a gay daughter Mm -hmm. you know it's like which of the two that i'm gonna like put my energy into and your dad was a politician and somebody being a man of the people you have to understand that there are different kinds of people out there so i don't think maybe that was the biggest priority on his list to maybe address the gay thing Mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't that he was homophobic maybe he was just like that's not my priority to like handle right now i have to start a relationship from scratch with my daughter yeah while she's here yeah and that's gonna take a lot of undoing and and rebuilding because you know you just live with your mom your whole life yeah no i agree maybe that's it yeah but yeah i yeah i do feel better i think it was exactly the wedding was exactly how it needed to be and i think that's another thing like the do's and don'ts of weddings right i think we have these expectations when it comes to your wedding day and you want everything to be so perfect and everything has to go to the T, at least for us, because we're so- Because you work so hard and you spend so much money. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. But then there's other situations where you're just like, just let it be. Yeah. You know, like the whole picture thing. I could have totally thrown a fit. I could have totally just said, fuck it. I'm not going to start until we find it and we're all going to wait an hour until I figure this out um, or whatever the case might be. Um, but, or go kicking and screaming. And I feel like, at that point, whatever happens, you just got to roll, with, roll it. with it. Just roll with it. Just pivot because it's already there. The train <laughs> has left the tracks. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the biggest pivotal moment, like, again, the biggest shout out to Pete for being our officiant because he was able to pivot in so many different sections of our wedding and he did such a great job. Yeah. Um, something that he did, which I highly recommend if you are going to get married and there are, you're, you know, it's a bilingual wedding, he actually printed his, the speeches in English and in Spanish. Yeah. Um, so he gave the Spanish version for people to follow along for people who only speak Spanish. And I thought that was really sweet yeah. of him that he did for, for us. And there was this moment, I don't know if y'all have seen, well, 7 million people of you have seen my vows. And there was a bee that like came in <laughs> and like tried to like buzz and I'm not trying to I mean granted I'm like think I'm blacking out at this point because I'm just trying to read my vows to you and get through it um but he like swooped a bee away like so calmly and it just like it didn't miss a beat and the the infamous like oh my god why am I blanking on the word the lasso the lasso yeah. oh my god the missing lasso that had gone missing at the wedding um he made everybody laugh because we were looking for it and nobody could find it also i want to give a shout out to him because like we just told you we had like a mini emergency in the back because i couldn't find my grandma yeah so everybody's waiting and we're like 30 minutes late at this time but as soon as he knew we were we were we were there was a problem that needed to be fixed and we were trying to figure it out he passed out this box which he had already planned early on and he had like little index cards and he brought 80 pens and he passed around this box where everyone could leave us uh, an advice, a marriage advice or any wishes wishes or any, yeah, it was just great. And so he passed that around and everybody was killing time 
filling out these really cute cards yeah. that he got in rainbow it was the cutest thing yeah he even did rainbow pencils he's mm-hmm. like i want it to be like very inclusive and i was like you go p okay it was such a cool gift too yeah we, reading those back after was just so cool because people had time because we were freaking out in the back <laughs> and so they had time to like you know actually do the exercise and it was just really, really sweet. He he kept everything. He kept the train going. Mm-hmm. Very professional. Very funny. And it was emotional. It was just the it was just the perfect wedding for us. It had its and you know it, it's moments where you just have to pivot, and that is like a big point in our relationship. You just gotta mm-hmm. that's life. You just gotta keep it moving, keep it moving forward. And our we found the lasso eventually. And we ended up doing the lasso ceremony at the reception. And I actually really preferred it that way. Yeah, me too. Because it kind of tied back, you know, we just did this thing, the ceremonial thing. And now we're bringing it into the reception. And it just kind of really connected everything together. And I thought that was really cool. And Crystal and Chris are incredible. Like, they have helped us so much through our IVF journey. And they are our biggest role models in this space of when it you know comes our time to be parents and we're just so thankful for them and you know their love and how they've really like expressed them themselves and how much they really helped us in, mm-hmm. in our journey so, for sure big shout out to them as well it but, was awesome uh, uh, there, there were so many like great moments but yeah. like i think what was like your favorite part and then like what was your kind of like Meh. <laughs> my favorite part honestly was um just being able to hang out with 80 of my best friends for a whole weekend. I'm like big into just having barbecues and yeah. hanging out with people that I love. I like cooking for them. I love spending time and just just making those memories. And for me, it was that. Like having 80 people come to one of my favorite places in the entire world and showing them the culture and activities and just showing them what, what Hakka is all about together and like turning the town rainbow was my favorite part (laughs) that i mean it's hard to top that because i think everybody loved oaxaca the way that we fell in love with it everybody felt safe to walk around everyone were were all doing their own thing and there was something there for everybody the Mm -hmm. artsy people the foodie people everything the explorer adventure people cultural people the fashion people like we yeah. had such an eclectic group of friends and they all they all had something to say yeah. about Oaxaca that they loved about My it. second favorite thing of the entire wedding was tattoos. The tattoo artist, like what the hell? How did that become the <laughs> most popular thing at our wedding? We thought that was going to be the least popular thing. And that just took the cake for everybody. Yeah. Like we what? I had this crazy idea two weeks before the wedding. Two weeks before everybody, two weeks before. <laughs> we had already like locked in so many things and then t- that's my life. It guys. was my last budget <laughs> piece. And I was like, you know what would be really cool is if we got tattoo artists to come and tattoo everyone during the party, anybody that wanted tattoos. And I want to create our own flash art. So we created like five pages of flash art which we can also post on social to just show you what it was like um and i the tattoo artist looked at me and she's like okay you have 80 guests how many of those guests do you think will get tatted and i started going down the roster of all the invites and i was like no more than 15 that i can count that i know are tatted already and that like tattoos and are spontaneous like that i told the tattoo artist if 15 of those people don't get it. I will get 15 tattoos at the end of the night. 
totally fine. I have more than enough space. I love tattoos. And I created the flash art. Why wouldn't I? So she was like, awesome. You, you were actually really open about the flash art. So I think that was key. All right. You don't want it to be too personal. Not like our faces or like. Or our initials. You know, like, no, like nobody's no, going to get that tattoo. I had cactuses. I had a piñata. I had uh, a, chile, a little limon. chile, limon, a tequila. I had you had uh, group, Viva Mexico friend tattoos. I had yeah three or two two person friend tattoos. I had hearts. I had all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Like I made it very Mexican, but Oaxaca also very amor, cool. Oaxaca Mexico. con amor, um, cool colors. Like just like really the date in Roman numbers. It was just cool. It was really cool. And so fast forward to the day that we're getting married, we get in, we sit down, and the tattoo artist comes over and she's like. Um, so I have 35 people signed up, five more than what you paid for. And there's 10 more that want to get tatted. So we're like at 50. Oh my God. Um, she's like, I don't think I can do all 50. I can maybe do the 35 because it's based off of the timelines and how long each tattoo takes. And I was like, it's fine. We'll do 35. Yeah, I said, just do, we, we were just like, do as many as you can. Yeah. And then whatever, um, we didn't prepay for, we'll, we'll pay for it. Exactly. And we did. Day. Yeah. And she was totally fine with it. But the point is that the line to the tattoo never stopped. Nope, never. Like it was the longest line at our wedding. Not at the bar, not at the esquite, not at the snack bar, not at the taco truck. It was literally the tattoo artist. The tattoo artist is where it was at. And yeah. I, we were trying to figure out like how did this happen because we we knew who would most likely get a tattoo. We went there's only eighty people and like we know every single person mm -hmm. very personally. Like there was just no way that there like how did we miss this? And what we didn't account for is how many people who had never gotten a tattoo before were willing to get their tattoo. Yeah, their first one there at the wedding. And there were tias that would probably tell their like nieces and nephews, like, don't ever get a tattoo, don't ever get a tattoo. And they got a tattoo. The yeah. tias got tattoos. And when we asked everyone who got one, like, what made you want to get it? Because we were so surprised this was the most popular thing. And they said they had the most life-changing trip like for this whole entire wedding weekend that they wanted to remember it forever. Yeah. And they wanted something to hold on to forever so they'll never forget this trip. And it was a tattoo. It made complete sense. And I was like, oh, okay. That we makes didn't account sense. For them. We didn't account for, for y'all to have like such a light. We thought the wedding would be cool, but we didn't feel like it was going to like heal people and change people. Oh, it totally did. And it did. And that's why the tattoo was just like a – no brainer. No brainer. Like I want to remember this for the rest of my life because it, it changed me. Mm -hmm. And they got a tattoo, and I was like, "Oh man, that was like money, the best money well spent." What were your favorite parts? Oh my god, or least favorite? Um, uh, I'm such a perfectionist, yes, and I, know. I think like my my least favorite part, and it's not on anyone, it's on me. It, it's just we we packed so much like we did like a, a bougie preciosa like mm -hmm. that's what it really was it, we we've been doing events for like a whole year now so I, I we know how to do a run of show and we do the most and we are the type to not really you know give things to people because it's hard for us to trust people to get things done um and the the, the way that it needs to get done and we take things on ourselves and I think we really burnt ourselves out by mm -hmm. taking on everything like from the printing to the running around. Printing. So we ended up writing letters to all of our, we wanted to write letters to all of our guests mm -hmm. 
So we wrote individual letters to each one of our guests and that was definitely time consuming. Yeah. We didn't realize how much time it was going to take to do that. Um, When we say like we know all 80 very personally, like if you were invited to the wedding, it, it meant something to us. Like we were very selective of who we wanted there on that day. And so we were able to personally write 80 cards for everybody there because everybody was meant to be there. And that was your idea. And I thought that was very time consuming. So again, it sounds very much a Pisces thing. Being (laughs) unfiltered, you will go down this journey and hate life. (laughs) Like you will hate life because just doing 80 was a lot. And like you've got to start if your wedding is like two years from now, start now on those letters. I will say that. But also... Those ED people were were so, I think like that really hit home for them getting those letters mm-hmm. and and seeing that and it was just again so well worth it, well worth the stress at the moment to the very last second getting them printed and it, it you know I I loved all of those moments the very uniqueness because we thought of everybody like you were it was our wedding but you were our guests like mm-hmm. we wanted everyone to feel special it wasn't just about us because that's not who we are we we're like. Where we are the people who love to make things happen, but not being the people who enjoy it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like we didn't get to eat the food, which every person who gets married tells you that. And we were like, that's not going to be us. We're going to eat. We're going to eat the food because we freaking paid for it and we like chose it out personally. And I was super excited for the dessert. And didn't eat anything. Didn't eat anything. We ate our aunt, kind of ate Barely. Had three bites of our entrees. I didn't even get a taco. Yeah, we didn't even get a taco. <laughs> we didn't get a taco. I didn't get the escape. I didn't get. We had a bag. We had a chip bag wall. We had a chip bag Sorry, wall. That was with, your thing with like chile and lemon and hot sauce and like yes, because you like to munch. When I mean, maybe it was just me. I like to munch, but we didn't even get chips. Like we didn't eat anything. And I that's again that's us because we're so hands on. Yeah. And I think like. For anybody who's getting married, like it was so well worth it because everybody else had a great time. So that made it incredible. But I do feel like what was my, I guess my ick or whatever was not being more hands off. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just us by nature. I I don't know how to fix that. If I was hands off, would it have gone as smoothly as I did? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So I don't really know how to like solve that Mm -hmm. issue. But um, I think that was it. And uh, letting things go. Yes, I was very upset that the lasso was fucking missing because it was a part of the wedding. We did a minute by minute. I, I, I literally put every single minute of how the wedding is going to go. For so the event coordinator. For the event coordinator and for everybody. So everybody knew what minute they needed to be on and that lasso was missing. But ended up working out, so I'm letting that go. <laughs> um, She's a Gemini, just a reminder. Gemini, I was just like, I will never forget that lasso. But it, it did. It ended up working out, and it was beautiful. Yeah. And um, shout out to our photographer, Dinora. I was just about to say that. Dinora Avila. If y'all don't follow her on Instagram, please go follow her. Her pictures, she takes the most beautiful wedding pictures ever. I, I would say beyond follow her, book her. Yeah. Don't just And don't just think that she can do weddings. Oh, like, yeah, she does everything. She can do anything you got a special birthday book her you got a special proposal book her you got a a baby on the way book her because we will be Mm -hmm. and it's what what her specialty is and and it's so unique and so rare to find in a photographer 
is that she captures the essence of the person. So whenever we photograph together, we can both be wearing dresses, but the energy is like, yours is still like half mask, half femme. Mine is still like very I'm soft. I'm a stem. You're a stem. You're a soft femme. And I'm soft femme. And she does that. She just captures the individuality and the energy. And she's great at direction. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, I can't believe we didn't have dresses three weeks before our wedding. Shout out to Grace Loves lace who oh my god not only hooked it up but they took us in we had a dressing like a fitting it was insane we were so busy with the festival and precious night nyc we forgot about the dresses we forgot about dresses (laughs) and we were drowning Mm -hmm. we were literally like there was there was no humanly way possible three weeks i think my moment that will forever live in my head rent free is the the poor girl who was helping us pick our dresses and she's like when's your wedding and we were like in three weeks and her jaw drops <laughs> it was the the unhinging of the jaw where she's like oh my god yeah i'm gonna try not to freak out for you <laughs> but like let's hurry and get you in some dresses and that the dresses were like beautiful stunning 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 and they photographed well they wore well and that they were ethically made yeah that was just that was huge i mean we didn't realize how expensive dresses are like there are dresses that start at like 8 10k for a wedding and And there's two of us and there's two of us and we both (laughs) want our dresses so that's like 20k out the door that's our whole wedding and that's (laughs) insane so we knew we didn't want to just buy a pretty dress we wanted it to be recycled if possible we wanted it to be ethically made if possible there's just no rationalizing yeah that um, that amount of waste yeah you know? and grace loves lace does all of that like all of their dresses are recyclable mm-hmm. they're all ethically made they're price decent oh like ours were like five three and five i think mm-hmm. and eden got two dresses mm-hmm. there's a sale rack i think they start <laughs> they their base starts i think 2500 yeah and for for us economical economic again i know that sounds like a lot of money but when you're comparing it to everyone else and trust me we searched we searched ever we were damn near looking at shein revolve was like we were like okay that's kind of cute maybe we could wear that but we were like looking online at like not normally wedding you know dressing web wedding websites and grace loves lace was a wedding website that ethically makes dresses and that it's like made from recycled material and that they pay a fair wage and not only that when it's women owned it's women owned and women supported and the fact that they support women who look like us like queer women who are very tan and who've got some curves you know we we, the dresses are going to look and fit differently on us and that didn't matter to them they're like we want to help you like they heard our cries on tiktok (laughs) they're like girl let me help and we were like we will take any of the help you could give us a white trash bag and we'll take it at this point (laughs) they were so beautiful we actually had a hard time picking which ones that we wanted because they were all so beautiful and the veil i think my favorite was the veil the veil so beautiful you look so beautiful i love that veil so much if i could wear it every day i would you you should I should. I think I'll just like randomly pop it out now and then just like walk into the kitchen. Um, with nothing else With on. nothing else on. Ooh, okay. I kind of am here for that. <laughs> Only fans. I'm just joking. Just joking. Um, am I? Um, but I will say I my favorite, favorite, favorite was the wedding dresses. Both of them. I ended up getting two. You got one. Um, and the showroom, which a lot of showrooms don't do because we – 
when we were looking at different showrooms to try on dresses, it would cost like $500 to put a deposit down just to try on the dresses. That goes towards the dress that you buy there if If, you find a dress. If you find a dress. And most of those dresses start at like $5,000. So Grace Loves Lace has a free showroom. Like you can go in and have this like beautiful bougie experience. Granted, I'll take this with a grain of salt. We had a fitting at Grace Loves Lace the day after Preciosa, like Mm -hmm. the morning after. Like I think we got home from Preciosa at 6 a.m. And our fitting was at like 9. So we were like, no one is sleeping. We're all going to go try on wedding dresses. They said to be there in the morning. So we're going to be there. Bright eye, bushy tail, everybody. Our four friends, Lady Soul, (laughs) Olivia, and Johnny, they like stumbled we all were into the showroom with us we're like we're tired but we're here here. but it was beautiful it all worked out like everybody had a good time we had our say yes to the dress moment yes we did and we had our people that we loved there so that was amazing and i i I almost feel like this episode needs a part two it it can keep going like (laughs) i feel like there's so many different secrets and different parts to the wedding that you know we haven't been able to fully share like how, why we picked our vows the way that we did mescal custom the bottles mescal like custom there's so bottles. many things and i feel like part we'll two probably do a part two okay but if we do a part two we have to talk about babies because that's yes. coming up next yes i agree okay so we'll save this for part two thank y'all for tuning in and i'm so sorry we've been super late this I time know. we're gonna get on our schedule every thursday and now we can do it from home because yes. we have been on the go a lot lately. And thank you guys so much for, you know, following our journey at Eden XJ, for following all of our traveling that we've been doing and for following Preciosa at Preciosa Night and supporting Preciosa. And, you know, we, you know, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So we love you so much. Bye. Bye.